This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 131, Heal Your Body with Thoughts, with Natalie Postel. I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and co-host, Becky Proudfit. What's up, everyone? Well, my, what's up with me, in yeah. case you're wondering? I am, in fact. <laughs> is that my tum-tum feels so good. Oh, my tummy feels so good right now. It feels so satiated yeah. and full, but not gross and like bloated no. and like pit in my stomach. No, just happy. Oh. Happy. I it's know literally it's such a random like, thing to be saying, but it's... No, and my stomach is saying... Thank you so much yes. for filling me with food that I can do something with. That is exactly I what I love it's you. Like. Well, and I it's not you, like Becky I don't Carpet. ever put good food in my belly, but you know, I just really Oh, I, I absolutely <laughs> put nutrient void food in my belly at times. And well, it does not thank me for it. You know, it doesn't thank any of our bodies for that. Obviously, we're talking about wellness and health and healing in our bodies because we have with us Natalie Postel again. And um, we're so thrilled to have her back. We love her with all of our hearts, and clearly you guys love her now as well, and you're being exposed to all of the goodness and the wealth of knowledge that she has. And so this is going to be another one of those important conversations for us to have because it all filters into this effort that we have that is ongoing to cultivate a good life. And Natalie is blessing us so much with what she has to share and I will tell you, we're recording this little bit right now after we've recorded the episode we're about to share with you. My wheels are spinning. They're just spinning because yeah. I have so many thoughts around the conversation about thoughts. <laughs> so many thoughts I really about do. thoughts. And that's no, really, really the point is you listen to information and then that deep place inside of us, that eternal place in us recognizes truth and kind of lets us know, okay, this is something you need to really focus on. It kind of flags it for us. Is like, okay, I need mm -hmm. you to spend a little more time learning about this or considering this. And that's kind of the beauty and magic of this whole podcasting world and the people and truth we get to learn as a result. It's exciting. It's exciting. And so is this episode. So before we get to that, let's first hear a quick word about this week's sponsor. Sometimes we find ourselves feeling off. Maybe you feel like there's more for you to do and you're reaching towards that purpose. Maybe you feel like you've lost yourself and aren't even sure what you want anymore. You might have chronically been putting yourself at the bottom of the very long list of people to take care of, but you're not really sure how to change that. I've been there and I can tell you that what you need isn't more time, it's more clarity. I'm here to help give you tools to uncover what it is you want and then turn that inspiration into inspired action. Clarity Coaching is all about digging to the core of who you are, what drives you, what makes you feel fulfilled, and what your unique gifts are. Once we understand who we truly are and what brings us a feeling of happiness and alignment, we have a foundation to build on. Clarity Coaching is all about understanding what makes you tick, recognizing and understanding your blind spots, and helping to frame trauma we have experienced in our lives. It's about becoming one with yourself again, becoming emotionally self-reliant, and blissfully free to cultivate your very best life. My role as your coach is to help you uncover what is already inside of you and give you tools and skills so that you are able to confidently bring your whole and glorious self to your life. My goal is to help you have tools so that you can take your rightful spot as the hero in your own story. 
You'll be able to cultivate better and more meaningful relationships, process trauma and past wounds healthfully, seek out and create opportunity, and take inspired action that you feel called to take. If we don't get clarity on who we are and what we want, we don't have a sure foundation. We can build on top of it, but there will be cracks, unsteadiness, unrest. With a rock-solid understanding of ourselves, we build things on top of our foundation that brings us peace, connection, and deep and lasting happiness. I can't speak highly enough of Becky as a coach. She will help you to create a roadmap for more joy, more connection, and more inspiration in your life. To apply for coaching, head to beckyproudfit.com and click on Clarity Coaching. So remember a couple of weeks ago when Natalie was on the podcast and talking about how we can heal our bodies with food and how everyone was obsessing over her episodes. Remember that one time? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was obsessing over the episodes and I get to know her in real life. (laughs) And it's the kind of episode in that case, two-part episode that you want to listen to on repeat if you're like, wait, that's so much to soak in and absorb. So I'm going to listen to it again and again. So if that's you guys and you feel like, man, do I need to listen back? Go with it. Yes. Listen back. This might be another one of those. So we're excited to have Natalie back. And today we're going to be talking about Well, hold about on. You what? can't just gloss over that. This well, is a big what? deal. What? Guys, this is our first repeat oh. guest well, I, yeah, uh-huh. in the history of the podcast. I mean, that speaks to how much we love Natalie. And to be honest, because we know Natalie and we know the wealth of knowledge she is, getting done with those two episodes were like... We've barely scratched the surface. Barely. We have to bring them this other side that's about emotion and thought and the effect it has on our body. Mm-hmm. And so we were thinking about waiting and we thought, nope, it nope. needs to happen right now. We're doing now. this right now. Right the heck now. Yeah. And at the time of releasing this um, episode, we also are still close to the beginning of the year where people still are feeling like that resolve. I want to do better in my life. I want to adjust some things. I want to cultivate my best possible life. And so... This is another one of those great tools. Natalie is the tool of goodness. <laughs> Did you just call Natalie a tool? Because that sounds like... I saying that. I'm like, wait, that's not right. The goodness. That's not what I mean. Here's the thing. In a world full of media and propaganda selling us wellness, and, and there's, yeah. I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling a lot of onslaught of that kind of media and marketing. Um, I think that the world needs to respond with voices of truth and reason and I think Natalie's one of those voices of Amen. just giving you the truthful you. fact about your body, about nutrition, mm-hmm. about your thoughts and emotions. And so now you can decide for yourself, but we're giving you a little bit of truth and knowledge amongst all the marketing so that you can figure a path forward that feels right for you. That's right. And so how this is going to go is I'm going to sip on the smoothie that she just made for us <laughs> while she does all the talking. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me back. I'm really excited. I feel like mindset is the most important part of kind of addressing the healing in Mm. your body, in your mind, everything. I mean, healing your emotions, absolutely every aspect of healing comes from that mindset first. So I'm really excited. And I want you to know, like, I'm a student of this all the way. Um, I'm still in the learning process, so I get to learn and grow with you guys as well, but I can teach some of the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way as well. Well, most people haven't studied it to the extent that you have, and that is why you're here. We need to hear the things that you're learning, and I love that you acknowledge that you're still learning all the time, as we all should be. That is part of what it means to cultivate a good life. So great example of that. 
Thank you. Well, and our minds are constantly changing and growing and adapting. Like our minds adapt faster than anything else. And so it's good to be able to kind of keep up with that adaptation and realize what your thoughts are saying to you. I think that's a pretty profound statement because I don't know that the average person would would quite understand that you actually can continue to grow neural pathways in your brain. Mm-hmm. And so just because you might be in a fixed mindset or which comes from our culture, our upbringing, our experiences. Like I love that you're bringing up that our brain is malleable because you do have the opportunity to not just get new information, but literally to build neural pathways in your brain that are going to help your brain to function differently than it did before. Like we really do get to choose kind of our reality moving forward. Right. Right. Yes. Live the story you want to tell. That's what this means. Do you mm-hmm. see a theme you see? emerging? <laughs> you see how this keeps coming up again and again? Okay, fill us with your knowledge, Natalie. Where would you like to begin? Okay, so I'd love to begin with understanding why words and thoughts are so powerful. So God created heaven and earth itself with words. Okay, it said, it, in Genesis 1-3, it says, And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And there's instances of this in the Bible over and over again. You know, Joshua spake, and the great lights which God had created stood still. Elijah commanded, and then there was no rain for a long time. So if we recognize that our words, our thoughts, have literal power behind them, I think that that's kind of where we need to start. So if you think of a great speech that you've heard or somebody that has just really touched your heart. Um, There's a quote that says, great speeches have spurred armies, comforted nations and shaped history. I'm sure you can think of iconic speeches that have changed your life. And those are those words and thoughts. And Mm -hmm. so they have an effect on us. Um, Words and thoughts have power to hurt or to heal, to bring down or to raise up. The words we say to ourselves are quite possibly the most powerful words of all. And so we have roughly 6,000 thoughts per day. Mm. Women tend to have more than men. (laughs) Shocking. Yes. (laughs) We speak around 16,000 words per day. Okay. Half of all spoken words have a negative tone. Mm. 30% have a positive tone and 20% have a neutral tone. And then what's really interesting about that is 80% of the thoughts that we think are negative. You know, it goes Uh back to that kind of age old thing we always say is you would never say to someone else the thoughts you have in your head about yourself. Does that make sense? Mm. So like we're essentially the meanest to ourselves. We say things to ourselves we would never in a million years say to other people. Yes. 80% negative. That's It's kind of shocking. That is shocking. There is a reason why we do it though. Okay. Human beings are hardwired to focus on negative thoughts and experiences as a protective mechanism Mm, to keep yourself safe. Right. And then research says that negative events or thoughts have close to three times the impact of positive ones. Mm. So as a man thinketh, so is he. Like let's have that thought be so important when as we're thinking, as we recognize, it's just learning how to rewire those negative tapes that play. So that's really the, what we're going to talk that, about a lot. You guys, we could literally stop there and that would be like the most profound truth. And we talked about this in our goal setting episode, right? Like if you attack weight loss with the I'm fat, stupid, and ugly mentality, like you're literally, you know, your brain wants to make you a truthful person. And so it will create the reality that you speak mm-hmm. or that you think. That is powerful knowledge to have. Like think about what changes you could make today just based on that and what change it could bring about in your life. 
Yeah. And recognizing that everybody has negative tapes. I feel like Mm -hmm. we can get so down on ourselves for being negative. And it's not that you're negative. It's just that our thoughts go there. And so if we want to have that changed, we need to make sure that we're infusing the positive or seeing the other side of the equation. You're Mm -hmm. saying that it's just human nature. It's an innate thing that Mm -hmm. is just in us, not because we're negative people, but because that's just the human experience. Absolutely. It's how we are. So I love to talk about Masaru Moto. He wrote a book called The Hidden Messages of Water. He was a scientist. I have read this book. I yes. read this when I had mm. cancer. Someone brought me this book to chemo and it literally, I'm going to let you talk about it, but it is the most interesting scientific data I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, wor- it's worth a read. And even if you don't want to read, just type into Google um, like water crystals from Masaru Emoto. Mm-hmm. And it's M-A-S-A-R-U-E-M-O-T-O, because I know it's hard to know. Well, which we also put in the show notes. Yes. So you can look up the crystals that are formed. So what he did is he took water and he simply wrote words on the cup of the water and let it sit. And then they took that water and froze it for three hours and water crystals formed. And the words that were, well, words or thoughts, because they did thoughts Mm -hmm. and music. So like classical music and positive words like love, gratitude, things things like that made the most beautiful crystals Mm -hmm. and then heavy metal music or degrading music and then negative thoughts and mean words like I hate you made very splotchy, ugly. Whoa. Yeah. Ugly crystals. Mm -hmm. Whoa. And so you can think we're 60% water. Mm. So how are those thoughts that we're having? How are those, you know, words that we're saying to our children, to our spouse, how are those affecting them? How are they affecting us? Um, you can literally make yourself more beautiful by the words that you say. And when I read this book, first of all, I kind of read it like, oh, okay, this is woo-woo science. It is so impactful. And so for the longest time, yeah. I would get a water bottle and I'd be like, you taste so good. I love you so much, water bottle. Like I would just say mm-hmm. these things because if you think about... Like, even if you pick up a water bottle and you're like, oh, that tastes weird. Like, we don't think Mm -hmm. about that as a negative statement, Mm -hmm. which it is. We think about that as just, like, an observation. Right. But really taking, like, taking ownership of the choice you make of what comes out of your mouth, like, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. And you can literally change the biology, like, the cellular structure of, like, probably not the cellular structure, but the crystallization of what happens with that cellular structure simply by telling your water bottle, you love it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it seems yeah. woo-woo. It, it does seems seem silly, woo-woo. but I, I believe that. I believe that. I think that makes so much sense. And I appreciate authors like him who go through the effort of, of doing that research and proving and showing how that actually can happen. Going back to our episode with, I want to say, Hillary Weeks. Mm-hmm. We talked about this with the rice challenge. Yes. Have you seen that rice? Yes, I was going to bring it yeah, up. Go ahead. Tell same. us about that. Yeah, so the rice experiment, you do the same thing. You make rice. Put them in two different jars, and you can write love and hate on the other. You can separate them into two different rooms and areas, and then you can speak loving words to the love rice and hate words to the hate rice, and the love rice will stay fluffy and light and beautiful, and that hate rice will mold, get mushy, turn dark, and it's the same thing. The only thing that's changing, they have them in controlled environments. The only thing that's changing is what we're saying. You can do the same with plants. They have the same thing. A, a high school student did an experiment where they put one plant out and kids got to say nice words to this plant. And then the other plant, they got to say mean words. And that plant with the mean words died. That is so wild. And the other mm-hmm. thrived. And, yeah. and there's evidence. 
how, of how real this is. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's where you're going with this, Natalie, is just that foundational information. And that data is so important to understand before we get into mm-hmm. the effect it can have on our brains. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, you could keep going. Placebo effect mm. yeah. is so powerful as well. And I think it's interesting that we don't tap into this more is when people do a double blind study and somebody is given a placebo, they'll typically have symptoms of the drug itself if they're told what the symptoms are, or they'll have complete healing because they're told that it will heal them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a small number. We're talking 20 to 40% of people that are put in studies when they're given a placebo have the same results as the people that took it, you know, if they're finding out if it works. Mm-hmm. It's just fantastic. Wow. So you can think yourself into anything. Mm-hmm. That's really the point. The cells in your body react to everything that your mind says. So let's be kind to ourselves. And in fact, I've had Hillary Weeks say love in my mind. Her mm-hmm. song, Say Love. If you've never heard that, you can look it up. But it's a great reminder to just say love to yourself, say love to others. Say love to your food, to your water bottle. I'm that crazy person mm-hmm. that when I take something, if I take vitamins, I'm like, you're going to work perfectly. Mm-hmm. When I pray, I pray that my food will properly digest and absorb. It's often in our culture, we say that the food will nourish and strengthen our body, even if we're playing, praying over donuts and mm-hmm, things like yeah. that. <laughs> and as woo as it sounds, it can help nourish and strengthen us if you say that it's going to. Right. If you say your body is going to digest and absorb, it will digest and absorb. And it's neat because Masura Emoto, he also took water from the dirtiest river in Japan and he froze those crystals and they were so nasty frozen. Then they prayed over those crystals and froze it beautiful and completely different, completely changed. Mm -hmm. So all words, all thought, all vibration. I'm a sound and vibrational therapist as well. And you know, who knows if it's the actual words themselves or the vibration that comes out of our mouth, but it makes a difference. Mm. There's actually this really interesting um, example that Tamara Fackrell, um, one of our friends gave, and essentially she did muscle testing on someone. She had someone come and stand on the stage and we didn't speak, but we thought negative thoughts about mm-hmm. that person. I hate you. You're ugly. You're driving me crazy. Everybody whatever. Everybody in the audience. So picture everybody like a lecture hall and everyone in the audience, she instructed us to just think all these negative thoughts. So not a word was spoken, but mm-hmm. yeah, all this negative mm-hmm. like... And then the muscle testing. Which was weird, by the way. It like, felt gross, we didn't know right? This woman, oh, it this feels woman so didn't know weird. what Tamara was doing. Right. Nobody knew what was going on, but it felt really weird thinking such awful negative things about it this did, stranger. right? Anyway. And, and then the muscle test revealed like it really did have a biological shift and she had no white. She had zero awareness of what we were thinking. Mm -hmm. Now here's where it hit home for me is I want you to envision the interactions you have with your children, right? Like obviously most of us probably have the self-control to not say every thought that comes in our head, particularly in a reactionary type emotional situation with our children. However, are we controlling the thoughts? Because we are projecting those thoughts onto the child. And even if they don't, it's like subconscious to subconscious. So you can literally be affecting your children by what you're thinking about Mm -hmm. them. This is like the magnitude of we can pollute the world with our thoughts. We can pollute our lives, our homes, our children, and literally bring to pass the things we're afraid of. Or we can have a little self-awareness, right? Like the first step in any change is just being aware of this information that the thoughts, whether or not you vocalize them, that they have power and they have extreme power, like just that awareness, what can change in your life? Like what can you unleash in your life that is going to bring about some massive 
positivity and change and growth and progression. And I'll just add to that, that the same experience for me was that epiphany of the power of my thoughts with, within that space of my parenting. And I'll tell you the last year has been really profound as I just mm-hmm. put thought into that. And I would be more aware than I was before. Cause that's what you're talking about, Becky, yeah. that awareness. And I had, I just had no idea the thoughts I were having. It's not like they were awful mean, right. cr- like I'm right. not an unkind person, I'm but I would monster. have concern that like would lead to doubt or mistrust or Mm -hmm. things like that. And then I, because of that example and putting thought into it, I caught myself having those thoughts of concern or mistrust that were like not helpful, Mm -hmm. right? Of course we're going to be concerned. Maybe coming from a place of fear would be the best way to. Yes. And so it was such a cool awareness thing to be more um, conscious of the thoughts I was having. So then I've been working on changing the thoughts and it is what you just said. Can you imagine how much is unleashed? A lot has been unleashed in my mind, in my heart, in my parenting with greater love and less fear because of that. Mm. So really, really powerful. What a gift. Yes, I love that. And it's so true. So there's the polyvagal theory, which you have a vagal nerve that runs from your gut to your brain. So your gut-brain connection is very strong. And the polyvagal theory is that there's three different... stages to where your brain goes. So when you feel safe and when you're running from love, you can feel your highest thoughts. Hmm. Okay. I like to think of this as I can hear what God wants me to do and Mm. I can hear the spirit and I can clearly see people with the potential that they have instead of kind of seeing those negative thoughts. Then there's the um, fight or flight response, which And this is all having to do with the amygdala. So the vagal nerve is amygdala related. Mm -hmm. So if you took the course, the Live the Story You Want to Tell course, we talk all about the amygdala being the fear center. And so this vagal nerve is totally in that same region of the brain we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And fight or flight is what most of us operate in. And I've realized in the last couple of years that I probably function from fight or flight 90% of my life. Hmm. And now this isn't something that I want to do, but it was learned as a child, my childhood. You know, if you have had a harder childhood or where you learned to fear or if you learned to, you know, always have knots in your stomach or a lump in your throat or those types of things, you're running off of your fight or flight and you can't have the most rational thoughts. Mm. And then the lower one would be you're in shutdown where it just, it hurts too much to even feel. So you shut down and that's even lower. So any step up the ladder that you can take with your thoughts will help you to take a step higher to kind of get to that safe place. And anything is to be celebrated, right? Start where you are just like I talked about in the last episode, like see what you're already doing well and then just continue from that. And what not I lo- just acknowledge where you already are and the good things that you're doing, but I think there is power in saying those things out loud or writing them down, oh, which is what you yes. encouraged us to do yes. last time. Um, I've already heard feedback from some of our listeners of how powerful that is to just write those things down because mm-hmm. they didn't think of it before. Of like, oh, I actually am doing a lot of good mm-hmm. things for my body right now. Well, and you're manifesting. You're literally bringing it to life, which right. is what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The thing I think is cool about about that vagal nerve scale and there's kind of an energetic scale that goes along with that is the lowest energy the lowest kind of state of being is kind of despondence right so if you're feeling intense sadness or intense anger or resentment those are still higher on the healthy scale than feeling nothing yeah and so that is such a comfort to me because sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're feeling those really intense negative emotions I'm like oh Mm -hmm. I'm bottoming out 
but I'm really not. And that's kind of the cool thing is it kind of gives validation to like some of those stronger emotions. And maybe that's not where you want to stay. There certainly is place to go up, but realizing that you're actually not at rock bottom because you're still kind of engaging in your emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So I read the book, The Biology of Belief. I don't know if you've read it. It's by mm-hmm. Dr. Bruce Lipton and he goes over all this, but it's interesting because he just shows all of the proof of how much our thoughts and our words affect us, but he doesn't really start to give you any help for how to rewire your tape. So okay. at the end of the book, I was like, but Wait, how do, how do so I do this? Awareness, but no tools, right? right? Mm. And so that's kind of where I was like, okay, I know I need to rewire these tapes in my brain. How do I do it? And as I researched, the number one helpful tool is affirmations. Mm. Okay. And I know people think of affirmations all the time. Um, but when you do affirmations, You can think of God, okay? How did God talk about himself? He always said, I am. I am the light of the world. I am the great I am. Mm -hmm. He introduced himself in this very powerful way. And my sister, actually, who I adore, her name's April Up, she wrote a book called The I Ams, Mm -hmm. which she hasn't published yet. So So once it's published, (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you know. But it's incredible just because it's that power that we have when you say, I am. So affirmations should always be stated in the positive and as if it already happened. So if you say, uh, I want my cancer to go away, or I want to have a deeper relationship with my husband or something like that, you're also showing the negative side that you don't have it. Right. So we don't want to go there. It's not helpful. So instead you want it to be positive and as if it's already happened. So every cell in my body performs its proper functions. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a better thing to say. And I would love to lead you through some affirmations at the end of this podcast, just so that you can have some. Mm -hmm. Um, also it helps to do this in the morning when you first wake up, when your body's kind of coming out, that subconscious brain is very active at night. You can even record yourself, like record your affirmations, write them down. Mm -hmm. If you need help finding out those affirmations, there's so many online. So you can read through the ones that you connect with or talk to your spouse, talk to your children, try to find some, but you want them to feel true to you too. Okay. It can't be like, I will be rich and you're not doing anything. Right. We're not like, yeah, we're not going way off. It has to be believable to you as Mm -hmm. well. And we actually mentioned in the, um, in the goal setting episode, an affirmation system we're using. Um, cause like Natalie said, typically affirmations in the morning, I like to have a visual and I stand in front of a mirror and I speak it. So mm-hmm. now I'm, you know, I'm accessing kind of that visual brain, the auditory brain spoken, like I'm trying to hit all the things. Mm-hmm. So my body believes it. And that company is called Bloom and Bliss. So we'll link it again in show notes. And they have very simple affirmation cards, um, for, you know, young girl, young boy, Boy, teenage girl, teenage boy. I have one for moms right now because those are the affirmations I am finding myself most mm-hmm. in need of. Mm-hmm. But this is something we're doing. And what it looks like in our home, just to kind of give you like an example of how we do it, is each Sunday night at dinner, we have, you know, each kid and Taylor and I each get a new affirmation for the week. And it's a card from Bloom and Bliss. We're able to put it on our perspective mirrors. And then each morning we say it. And then we're doing it in a seven day cycle. So we add another affirmation. So, you know, last week for, I'll just do Caroline's was, I am strong. I think this week's is I am brave. Um, I am a good friend, whatever it is. Um, and then we kind of build on a week by week basis. So there's lots of different ways to do affirmations or probably is no wrong way to do it. Um, but that's how we do it in our home. Very cool. So 
making sure that you're doing the affirmations kind of as you wake up or as you go to sleep is very helpful. I like to play music in the background. So I've actually recorded myself doing my own affirmations. Awesome. It's really helpful to have it be in your own voice. If you can't do that, mm. then look up affirmations. For a long time, I just use affirmations that are already on YouTube. There's so many of them mm-hmm. that you can find that will play for like two hours. Wow. But what's cool is if you make your own, which is very simple. Just use the record button on your phone, play your music, and then read your affirmations at the same time. You can set it as your alarm when you wake up. So first Mm. thing in the morning, as you're coming out, you can hear these affirmations and it helps to drive them into the subconscious. Because remember, those negative tapes are so strong that we kind of have to override them over and over and over again. So that's probably the number one most helpful way to kind of drive these good thoughts into our mind. Um, Because thoughts and words are energy, they do have a physical power when you say affirmations aloud. So I used to do affirmations in my mind. I would read through them in the morning and now I make sure I always say them out loud. And I love that you said that you do it in the mirror looking at yourself. Mm -hmm. And you guys, if this feels uncomfortable, because it can, you know, if you intrinsically just don't believe that you have worth and you're telling yourself you have worth, It can be a little intense. So, like you almost feel like you're lying. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel like a fraud when you're saying yes, it. Yes, would... but you can picture yourself as a child. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have so much empathy for our children, right? We would never say the things to our children that we said. Like you said, Becky, we would never say it to our children, yet we say it to ourselves. So picture that inner child and speak to them first or close your eyes and imagine that you're talking to somebody else instead of yourself until you can get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you say them out loud, you're giving them form and life, which I love. You actually are giving that energy that's coming out of you. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And then next, I mean, we've talked about fixed mindset, growth growth mindset a bit, Mm -hmm. but just the power of yet. You know, Mm. I can't do it. No, I can't do it yet. I never lose weight. I haven't lost weight yet. I don't feed my body healthy food. I haven't prioritized healthy food yet. Okay, that yet on there gives space for your mind to say there is room to allow. And that room to allow is huge. Just letting yourself know I have room to bring in what I need to bring in. Because when we say it definitively, it kind of cuts it off there. That makes so much sense. Well, it goes back to that. It becomes a cave rather than a tunnel, right? Mm -hmm. It kind of just Mm -hmm. closes you off. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we are creators of our own reality. And this is just my own opinion. As I've studied, as I've read my scriptures, as I've thought of God, I'm very spiritual. So I really like to think of, of things in terms of God and universe and energy and light and all of that and kind of tap into that side. But we knew everything before we came here. That is my belief. I think that we were all knowing as an infinite and eternal being. And then as we came to this earth, we came here to gain experience. So, you know, God could have taught me what an apple tasted like. I could have known, but how do I really know until I bite it, till I experience it for myself? And so I think that's why we're here. We're here to experience but also to become a creator of our reality. God created everything. Everything is a creation. And we very much are in charge of creating that reality for ourselves too. So as you think, you will create. As you do, you will create. So create the life that you want to live. And I will tell you, I thought I would get cancer before I ever got cancer. Oh, that's so Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, how interesting is that? I mean, I think it's kind of crazy. And several things that happened in my life, I thought that they would happen before they ever did. 
So did I manifest those things? And I think we can mm. all kind of think back to stuff like oh, that. I, my mind's racing right yeah. now, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we're creating the reality that we really want to have and only let those thoughts filter through that are going to serve the reality that you want to create. Mm. And yes, life happens too. And we can't, we can't control other people, of course. So things will happen in our life, but we are in charge of that reality in our mind. Mm. Uh, and it's so interesting. Like there's many, many stories of people who went in and got diagnoses. There's one that Dr. Bruce Lipton tells where this man goes in and he finds out he has prostate cancer and is given six months to live and he leaves. And another man is went in because he thought he had cancer and he's told everything's fine. Well, they had gotten the results flipped, yeah. Yeah, switched. Mm-hmm. And that man that was told he would die, died six months to the day. He had nothing wrong with him. What? And that man that had cancer, totally survived mm-hmm. and had no issues. And so this goes with a lot of things. So if you if you feel like you have something, it doesn't matter what it is, don't take ownership over it. You know, like I have PCOS or I even, I have a negative mindset or any of these things. You need to change that narrative in your mind using the affirmations yeah. and then just the power of switching the words around. Mm. I think a big one, you know, we talk about depression and anxiety a lot. I think this has become a serious reality, especially for teenagers as they've now been given these words that maybe we didn't kind of identify with as teenagers. There's so much more mainstream. And so even when I hear my kids say something like, oh, I feel depressed today. I always have to stop them and kind of help them to form new verbiage around what Mm -hmm. they're feeling. Because really, sometimes we use the words that are presented to us a lot, right? But that kind of puts us like at risk for propaganda and and having to perpetuate kind of things that are being marketed to us. And so making sure that we take that step back and be a little bit more responsible with the things we say or search for words, not just those ones that are right there ready for us, but kind of searching for words. And and that kind of articulation and we talk obviously, hello, if you're here, you know that articulation and writing your own story like that is the heart and soul of the work that Becky and I do. But it's reality, you guys. Like you literally can bring to pass these things. Natalie's given these examples. I'll add my own, which is my husband had a very had a life-threatening illness. And he practiced visualizations after his this surgery, kind of a Hail Mary surgery to save his life. He practiced visualizations for hours every day because same thing. He did a Mm -hmm. ton of research on what would help. And he is like his doctor still to this day, who's like world renowned for the surgery he had is like, he is our star patient. He's the poster one. And my husband will tell you time and time again, 100% his visualizations and his thoughts about his healing is literally what Mm -hmm. healed him is what create, you know, and that happened when he was 20 years old. And now all this, the rest that has come to pass in his life has literally been because of his ability to do these visualizations or to find truth in it. Mm. So cool. I love that. And I love a part, a tool that you can use is to say a part of me. Like when you're talking about your kids, if they say like, I feel depressed today, you can say a part of me feels depressed today Mm. because then there's so much room to see the other side of maybe a part of me feels safe too. Maybe another part of me feels happy when we just give it a definitive, Mm. I feel depressed or I am depressed, then it gives no room for the other so many different parts that are functioning at the same time. So if you do feel that, honor it. It's very important to honor those feelings, but just say, you know, a part of me is sad today. A part of me is struggling today. A part of me feels overwhelmed today. Mm-hmm. And start with that, just mm-hmm. a- a- switching that verbiage right there. I yeah. love that. 
Another thing, writing things down and literally throwing them away Mm -hmm. is proven to be so helpful. So write out your negative thoughts and rip them up and throw them in the trash. And then my my friend Aubrey and my friend Brittany both taught me this beautiful way to rewire your brain. It's called the Truth Lies Journal. So powerful. One of my favorite things to do with Mm, my children too. Tell us. So when you have a negative thought, maybe it's, you know, I'm a bad mom or I can't do today. Like I just can't do whatever your thought is, whatever you go to, you write that down. So you'll get a piece of paper that you can rip up and throw away and you make a vertical line down it. And on one side you write lies and on the other side you write truth and you will write the lie, you know, whatever it is. I mean, pick a lie for me, Becky, pick a lie that you want to think about Um, right now. My kids would be better off if someone else was their mom. Okay. So you would write that lie And then you sit and you think of the truth of it. So what is the truth to that? That I'm exactly the mom my kids need. Yes. Mm -hmm. You feel the power right Mm -hmm. there? Totally. Okay, now here's where the magic happens. And you can write as many down as you want to at one time, or you can work one at a time. And I do this. I have a perfectionist daughter because she's just so good-hearted. The little Mm -hmm. sweetie wants to do everything right, and so she'll often come up with a definitive negative lie and so we'll do this we'll we'll write it on a piece of paper and then I ask her the truth of it so one is like I'm not smart and then she'll realize no I really am smart I just might need more time to figure this out Mm -hmm. so we'll write that and then you take the paper and you rip it vertically so that the lies side is on one side and the truth side is on the other side and you rip up the lies as you state the truths to yourself Mm -hmm. And it's such a great way to rewire the brain and remind yourself that you're not that irrational thought most of the time. Right. Or you're not that fight or flight response or whatever you want to say. That's not who and what you are. There's this other true side to it. So mm-hmm. I love that technique and it's super helpful. What I love about that, it reminds me and I'm sure it reminds Becky of something that we did similar to that within that that audio course. Yes, that exactly. I was totally retired. thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah but what I love about um, what you're sharing, Natalie, is the physicality of it, that you mm-hmm. that you are taking that written form, left column, mm-hmm. right column, and that you're physically tearing it down the middle and physically destroying the lie as you say verbally out loud the truth. Yes. That extra cherry on top is very, very profound. And I think that if you are listening and you're like, but really... I would say, how about try it? I'm going to. I'm going to try it. I've never done it like that. If you have the course, the PDF that goes with that, um, and we call it self-limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And why we say limiting is because imagine the cave. You're limiting yourself to your growth. And when we asked you to come up with, with the truthful statement or the thought you choose to have inside of that, dude, take your PDF because it's two columns, just like Natalie's discussing and do this exercise. Mm -hmm. Like what an extra add on to something a lot of you already know and have been exposed to like, this is going to be cool. I'm excited to do this in my own life. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Another interesting part we bring up kind of in that section of the course, which I'll share with all of you is that if you just take to the action of writing down every self-limiting or negative thought you have, you will be shocked how many negative thoughts you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts that are subconscious, thoughts that are, but when you start to kind of search for it, you'll realize, dang, I'm actually doing this probably more than I even thought that I was doing it. But I wouldn't recommend doing that unless you have a plan to write the truth. Absolutely. With each of them. Like, That's why I'm saying, for heaven's sakes. And <laughs> yes. if you don't have the course and you want the PDF, reach out to me on Instagram at Becky Proudfit and I can get you that PDF. But 
go ahead and do that. Do this exercise, you guys. This is such a tangible tool. Everyone always says, I want to feel better, but I don't know what to do. Like, this is your tool. This is your foundational tool to change the way you think. Mm -hmm. Yes. Another great one to do as a family, you can have it be like a family activity, is go buy balloons that have helium in them and write out those self-limiting beliefs. Mm. And as you let them go and they fly away, have your family members tell you the things Mm. that they know to be true about you. It creates (gasps) the most beautiful love in your family too and just pours it on. So that's a really fun activity to do. Um, So if you're looking for more connection in your family, Mm -hmm. like siblings maybe not super getting along or, or kind of having a lot of friction in your house, what a beautiful activity. Well, if you do like the ceremonial aspect of this, whether it is by yourself or with someone that you love or as a family, there's lots of different ways to do this. I've been involved in doing it in a burying sense where you Mm -hmm. bury Mm because paper is biodegradable. So you're not hurting the earth where you, you write things on paper, you tear it up or, um, or attach it to a rock and bury it. And then my daughter recently did it on, um, she wrote a bunch of things on a plate and went and, and smashed oh, the yes. plate yes. on some, I on, support like, that. Paper. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really, that's really cool actually. Mm-hmm. And of course they cleaned up their mess. Don't you worry. Yeah, no, I'm all for <laughs> but it. But it was just, it was the action, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're putting words with action and that, that combination is incredibly powerful. Yes. It, yeah. And exactly. It gives you back your power because we often are giving our power away to these thoughts and it brings it back because remember you are an eternal and infinite being. You are magnificent. That is the truth. That's really all of our truths. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Or what you think of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. That is your truth. Right. And so when we can get down to that, that's where that power comes Ugh, in. I just got the chills. Guys, this is like... I can't wait. I'm going to listen back to that one probably on a weekly basis. Seriously. Just to remember the truths that I need to remember. And that is exactly, <laughs> in the book that I'm writing, that's exactly the truth, is I think sometimes we shy away from that reality Just like you said, I love how you articulated that, Natalie, that we came to earth with all the information, knowledge, and tools inside Mm -hmm. of us to be gloriously happy. We are hardwired for happiness and Mm -hmm. joy and growth and all these things, and we're here to get that experience so that we can not just know and understand, but really bear testimony of, right, like these saving powers that, that exist in the universe but think about how that can change your mindset. Like I didn't come here to like become worthy or we we use the word become a lot, but what if become is actually returned to Mm. remembering who we are and being as closely in alignment with that infinite being that Natalie's talking about as possible. Because I think the real unhappiness happens again. I'll say it. Satan is divisive. Satan wants us to feel separated from our bodies, separated from our God, separated from ourselves, right? When we return to ourselves, when we return and access that information, that is where we feel peace when those two things come together. And so these are all tools to help you bridge those gaps. And the great news is if you have kids or, you know, kids you have influence over, or you're a grandparent or whatever the situation we can literally change the things we struggle with for this next generation. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew this stuff. Like I've learned a lot of this stuff in the past 10 years. What would have happened? Could I have saved myself from cancer if I knew these things when I was a child? Like how Mm -hmm. cool that we get to bring this information to the next generation and teach them things that we didn't know or things we had to go through some hard experiences to learn. That's incredible. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we do pass down our nervous system. We pass down our gut. We pass down our 
our beliefs to our children, that energy exchange to our children too, which yes, it can be overridden as well, but it, we do, we pass that along. And I love the way that you said that that was beautiful. Um, I also really like to bring gratitude in. And I know that this is something that's near and dear to both of your hearts, Mm -hmm. but seeing the gratitude, expressing gratitude makes us more likely to remember positive memories. And then we can transform neutral and negative memories into positive ones. So as you see the gratitude, it will change the negative to the positive for you just seeing the other side. That's a practice. That is a muscle that needs to be worked. Yes. And doesn't it feel so much better too? Oh my gosh. Every day, all day long. And it is something that you have to be proactive about because if you're not used to expressing gratitude or feeling gratitude, you you do like, you have to figure out what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And you can Or you have to sit with the discomfort of what that feels like until it feels like second nature. But here's the magic. When I hear Becky expressing gratitude, it almost gives me permission to sit in that discomfort long enough to change how I think Hmm. because she's being brave enough to speak the gratitude. So I'm not just seeing her experience life more joyfully. I'm hearing the words of gratitude, which make me think, okay, I can be uncomfortable saying these because I can see where it can go. Mm -hmm. And if you want a baby step, if you're not sure, and I'm not saying you as a listener are not a grateful person. I think every single one of you would definitely be that kind of person. But if you're not used to a gratitude an expression of gratitude, start by just one thing. Just always start with the one thing. Mm -hmm. So just think of one thing that you are grateful for today in this moment and write it down. That's it. That's all. Just do that one thing. Yeah. And mindfulness. I mean, some people call it meditation, mindfulness. But when you can kind of get outside of your mind and back in your body, I love sitting on my grass and just observing. So if you, if it's hard to think of those, th- those gratitude practices, just sit and observe. And maybe you'll see a bird fly by and you can be grateful for that little bird's tweet that you get to hear. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll see that butterfly and you can be grateful for the beautiful lesson that this butterfly teaches us of change and growth and becoming and and um, maybe you'll hear your kids playing in the background and you can remember how blessed you are to have that laughter in your life. And so observing and just being mindful can give you the gratitude that you need as well. And one thing they actually teach at our kids' school, they actually do a mindfulness practice to start the day. Oh, and one thing they say amazing. is just sit there and be aware and feel the breeze on your face mm-hmm. and be aware of the breeze and be grateful for the breeze. And that can help take you from you know, where your mind, you know, in, it can take you from your head into your heart, into your body, which is what Natalie is talking Mm -hmm. about. So even just, I love that observation and I had never thought about it that way, but really there's so much to be grateful for all around us. So just take a minute of stillness. And I will say, God bless administrators, staff, teachers, and anyone. <laughs> Amen and hallelujah. Seriously, who takes the initiative as a leader in any way, and that includes moms in their homes, for example, dads in their homes, being a leader and guiding people through that kind of mindfulness. Because yes. not everyone's going to innately be like, oh, I've got affirmations rattling off the tip of my tongue, and mm-hmm. I've got all of this mindfulness, and I can spill out all of this thing, all of these things that I'm grateful for. That's not necessarily everyone's practice. So you can be a leader in that space with, within the walls of your own home or in your communities or groups of any kind and lead people in that kind of practice. Yes. 
God bless the administrators, teachers, and staff. Amen. My yes. kids go to that same school, and I just think that's and a beautiful And bless the children way. who then bring it home and teach it to the parents, <laughs> that's right? right? <laughs> I remember my kids saying that, and she says, okay, feel the breeze, and then let feel gratitude in your heart, and let the gratitude reach your lips, and let's smile, and then let's put the happy in our heart and have a great day. Oh. And I was like, first time I heard that, I just stood at the flagpole, just silently uh-huh. weeping. I'm yep. like... I know. I want to go to school here. This is beautiful. <laughs> like how how incredible that we have like this kind of information. How incredible that we have podcasts and and truth seekers and truth speakers and all these things because we get to have this information that we wished we would have had as kids. That's right. It's so exciting to it me. It is. I know. So this is the upside of tech. This mm-hmm. is the upside of media. There you this go. is like our friend David Butler said. This is the miracle of the the age that which we live in, which I'll go back to what we said in the beginning, which is why we wanted Natalie on now, because there's so much information and everything coming at us that we need voices of truth to stand up and give us this correct information and utilize this miracle that we're experiencing. Because it's not, tech gets a bad name, like a bad rap, but so much can happen because of it. And it's oh, yeah. very exciting to me, yeah. as you can tell. Good to be alive right now. Really is. Yes. Every morning I get to play beautiful affirmations from a CD that mm-hmm. my kids say. And it's, I am happy, I am good. And that's all they repeat for like five minutes. And it's beautiful. Mm. Isn't it? Like, mm. I love the song. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And then my last tip for you today is to acknowledge your negative thought or emotion as a form of protection. Mm, yes. So instead of coming at it from a, this needs to change, when the negative thought comes, you can recognize, thank you, brain, for bringing this thought to my attention. I see it. I acknowledge it. And now I'm going to figure out what it's trying to tell me Mm. because most thoughts that we have are a protective mechanism, everything, you know, they can either stem from fear or love. Those are kind of where all things are based. So when you have that thought and love, it can be that beautiful. Wow. You're so blessed. Like, look at all the blessings that you have in your life and you can thank that thought for bringing it to you. Yeah. And then on the flip side, it can be, you know, I'm really struggling today. I'm super overwhelmed. Overwhelm is a common one for me. That's why I keep saying it. And so that, that thought when it comes, I've realized that that overwhelm is such a gift to me. That overwhelm, that busy, that need to do gets me out of bed in the morning. It helps me take care of my children. It helps me to accomplish things. It helps me to be on the Lord's errand. Like it does so many good things. And so seeing it as a beautiful protection instead of something negative, just switches the whole experience for you. You know, if you feel depression, okay, what is that depression? What is it protecting you from? Where is your heart hurting? What is it trying to teach you and tell you? And so as we do this, those, those emotions, those thoughts get honored. And because you validate, right? Like if you're, if you get in a fight with somebody and they just breeze on through your, what you just said, and it's like, yeah, and they go straight for a solution. You're like, well, I don't even know what to say, but if they say, yeah, that must really be hard. I'm so sorry that you're struggling with Mm -hmm. that. Like, do you need a hug in honoring it? It like lets everything go in your body and Mm -hmm. same thing with yourself. So as it comes, realize the protective mechanism of it. Say, Mm -hmm. thank you. Thought, thank you for being here. You can stay if you need to, if you need to release you, you can, whatever you need to do, I'm here for it. And because it's been honored, it dissipates. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of communication 101, right? Is when your thought teaches you what it needs to teach you. And I love changing that verbiage from like, 
what is wrong with me that I have so many negative thoughts? Like I've got to fix myself because mm-hmm. I'm so negative. Like that is not progression inducing. But when we say things like, wow, brain, you must really care about me mm-hmm. a lot to bring that to my attention. Like it takes us from the, there's something wrong with me to no, my body is and always has been good. And let's utilize that. Does right. that make sense? Absolutely. It closes that gap. It closes mm-hmm. that disconnect of us versus our body and helps us to become friends again. Yeah. Which is where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautifully said. You know how when you when we finish an episode sometimes back and, and you know specifically the thing that you're going to move forward and do because you feel changed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling that. Oh, good. <laughs> no, there's just, I would encourage you to write it down. It's <laughs> as if you're reading my mind. I write will absolutely down. be writing this down. But this isn't even just like a write it in my notebook. I'm going to make a page about this. Mm, I love it. Um, about the thought. It's, they're a little too personal to share like mm-hmm. on the microphone right in this moment. And maybe it's something I'll share later. But I feel very empowered with what you've taught us today, Natalie, what you, what you taught us and what you helped us to remember. Cause I do believe as you do that a lot of our experience and our learning is the remembering. That mm-hmm. is what it is. That's what our, our existence is made up of is a lot of remembering, a lot of coming back to who we already are. Yes. And I, I just am filled right now, filled to the brim with gratitude and so much excitement about going forward with better thoughts, better, yes. more helpful more healthy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm so exciting. happy so that I'm grateful to be the messenger. It's, it's changed my life. I still use it on a day-to-day basis. I still got my own prompting mm-hmm. sitting here and talking about it. So mm. same thing. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go write those things down and I'm going to honor those thoughts in my mind and, and do some rewiring. I love <laughs> yeah. it. And just as Natalie said, we always want to encourage you to follow through on those promptings you receive. And I think what I'm feeling prompted right now is that we skip our typical outro. We won't have any outtakes. I think this is a great time to round this out. And we're going to go right into some affirmations that Natalie has prepared to share with you. And we'll put that timestamp in the show notes. So anytime you want, you can listen back and you'll know exactly where to go in this episode. Listen to them every day. Listen to them on a regular basis, whatever it, mm-hmm. whatever it needs to look like in your life. These affirmations are best listened to three times in a row or repeated in your mind three times as you listen. I am an infinite and eternal being. I am a vibrant being and my body radiates vitality. I am full of light, peace, love, and joy. I love and accept myself fully just as I am. I nourish my mind with lovely and virtuous things. I nourish my body with foods that heal and bring vitality to each cell. Every cell in my body is vibrating with healing energy. I love my body. It is my temple and houses the glorious spirit I am. I am full of healthy gene expression, health, strength, and vitality. Every cell in my body performs its proper function. 
I listen and pay attention to the messages my body, mind, and spirit send to me. I am a daughter or son of a heavenly father and mother who love me. Every breath I take is full of healing oxygen, love, and light. It brings health to every organ in my body. I release all programs that no longer serve my highest good and replace them with love. I release and forgive the past. My body and mind is divinely designed to heal, and I invite that divinity to lead me and guide me on my healing journey.